Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm Lewis Mourner and my uh, co-host as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? North London derby. I think an eagerly awaited fixture with Arsenal you know, high-flying at the moment and Spurs also, you know, strengthening their squad in the in the summer and, you know, kind of a bit of the talk of the town. I mean, one thing I must say, going into the North London derby, I mean, it was one of the, the few times, like in the last, say, four or five years, where... I actually really went confident into this game because I mean, look, okay, yes, we won last season um, against them, but you know there was still that that sort of you know a bit of doubt in the head, like you know taking yeah. Spurs on, especially in that sort of form they were at the time. And I mean, this time around, I mean, I, I know you said you were like a bit nervous, but you know there was a part of you that was positive. But I mean, I felt from the get go, I thought if if Arsenal or Really wanting to be like having a serious campaign. This is the sort of games we're gonna have to put away. Now we're not not talking of, you know, when people are trying to get ahead of themselves of anything. We're also warning people about the other day. But I just think to myself, now this was another opportunity now for us to almost like set a sort of marker now because look, we've overcome you know teams along the way. I mean, every time you, you hear sometimes the people in the media say, oh yeah, they just played this or they just played that, and yet the teams that we were playing were really the top off of the table. Yeah. And, the likes of City and them have been putting teams away, okay, but for now this past weekend. But I mean, they were putting away teams that were from 14 to 20th. So, I mean, I mean, where's the, you know, it was like the justice, I would say. But that being said, yeah, going into the game, full confidence. Uh, I mean, everything also looks quite harmonious, even when you see, when you see now the, the build-up to the game. Also, the atmosphere is already buzzing from, you know, the word go there. Um, yeah, so Arsenal start the match with uh, roughly the, the, with the same squad that actually started the season at Palace. Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Party, Xhaka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka. So I mean, we went, you know, you know, uh, it was like full uh, blast really against Tottenham. Now, what was your thoughts on the lineup? No, I think it was pretty much expected. I think we had a kind of a debate. You know, I would have. We, we spoke about maybe having Tommy Yasso there to kind of, you know, let Son defend a bit more. But, you know, I, I don't think Arteta can complain with his lineup at the moment. You know, the fully fit squad, yeah. I think that he's been the guy that's been doing the business. And I think we've always been kind of saying, where's the consistency? Where's the consistency? And now I think he's got it. And then Arsenal immediately, first minute, very quickly out of the blocks. Tottenham, I mean, I think from the first whistle, you're going to receive Tottenham's. Game plan on the day. I mean, I was, I first heard some people talking so, and, you know, so under the breath about what, what the likes of, of Tottenham are going to do. But I thought, look, they, they have the, like, you know, the sort of firepower that even we would envy. But I mean, they have a sort of tendency to kind of sit deep. And I, like, I mean, for the first few minutes, and now you saw it, but my take was just, not that I'm complaining now, but I'm just like a point on to bring up was, Look, they, you have a certain line that you're going to drop deep to, but it's not like yeah. you were starting to dominate the game. So we, they were dropping was like too deep than you, you know, you're usually supposed to. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. But sometimes they can lure you into a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, look, I, I get that. That is like an old trick in the book. I mean, we all pull that same trick as well. But I just thought to myself, you must not like give yourself a, also a chance to have, you know, like a sort of target man, because look, you already know when Loris is going to collect the ball at any point, because I think that, especially that first five, yeah, about yeah, five minutes where Loris was getting the ball, and then he would kick the ball forward, 
But then so, uh, more than half their squad was still in their own half, so they weren't like getting really into, you know, attacking position. So he was on like kicking. I don't know how many of that that beginning uh, that kicks in the beginning were going straight into touch. Yeah, no, and, and I think with Arsenal, if you're going to allow that, you know, you're going to put pressure on yourself. You need a, you need that fine balance, and I think United got that balance against us. You know, even in that first yeah. half, it's almost like Spurs were waiting and waiting, and Arsenal weren't giving them that. It's almost yeah. like they got. Um, how can I say, stuck in their own half? No, and I mean, I, I think, look, you and I mentioned, I think, in last week's podcast, I'm not talking to some I'm actually give it also a listen again. But we also said they will probably try to learn from these sort of mistakes that they made, where they almost like kind of, kind of sold themselves down the river, but against United, where United were even time just getting themselves clear and on the attack with one clearance or, you know, one lofted yeah. ball from the halfway line, and it would totally catch the whole defence flat-footed on this line. This time around, I think they played a more scattered like defensive line, if if need be, if Tottenham did go long. Because more often than not, you saw uh, Gabriel winning challenges against Kane. Saliba was kind of bossing Kane as well. Uh, ben White was always like always uh, keeping Son on the outside, not letting him really come in. And I mean, on the other flank, Richarlison was also like kept almost like on the either to hug the touchline or yeah, to every time chase after Zinchenko was playing again that inverted left back now. Yeah, I see that they inverted left-back left role with the Fitz and Schenker really causes trouble for the opposition. Yeah, and I, mean, and I think also one thing that, that, that stood out, I'm look as it progress with a review of the game, but another guy that also deserves a big props in the tennis, especially his first period, was Granit Xhaka, because he was playing the sort of role. Remember that time when, when Arteta joined and we were having the sort of bad run, and um, we had to still play Chelsea at the Emirates, and they brought in Smith Rowe, and he had Smith Rowe playing the sort of position that Xhaka played in Spurs now this past weekend, where he was letting him play was like between the defensive lines of, of Tottenham, and nobody really knew how to, you know, to pick him up, because Hoiberg and, and Bentaco looked almost like static in midfield. Yeah, and, and, they, and they were the guys you kind of, you know, big up when we played them at the, the Tottenham Stadium, uh, like, you know, they, they really botched the game and it's like, you know, Granit Xhaka was now, you know, slipping, like you said, in between the lines, not knowing how to pick him up and it's always leaving space for other opposition when they do try to close him. Yeah. Then, uh, third minute, Martinelli ends up beating the post. I mean, I really thought it was going to somehow sneak in because there was a whole melee there at the near post of Tottenham and I think there was also, you know, almost like insecurity by... Uh, Loris, because he didn't really know what he must do at that post, and I think the, the likes of Royal and Longley, and not Longley, um, was it was it guy that, that was a the, the, uh, the Romero? Yeah, the Romero, yes. yeah, they were getting almost like into a little huddle there, and that almost like kind of blocked the view for Loris. But I mean, close call for for Tottenham and nearly Arsenal going one up. Yeah, I know Arsenal. We wanted them to start fast and hard, and I think you know. Cautious at the same breath because all it would take is one ball for for Spurs for Son to run onto it or or um to, for Kane to do another trademark flick on. So it was you know Arsenal had to be careful and 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 the Charleston as well you know always seems to have a blinder against us. Then there came an opportunity in the 13th minute where I think Eric Kane ended up winning a, a almost like a delayed free kick that they took and the ball gets played across the Arsenal box. Richardson ends up sticking his foot out. Ramsdale pulls off a fantastic save. But, I mean, look, I don't know that the ref allowed still the game to go on. But, was I mean, I didn't really pick up on it. But was that possibly a, a, a offside of Richardson? Or is it, was it just he beat offside trap? 
I think he beat the offside trap and, 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 and it was a save by by um Ramsdale, yes. Yeah. Uh then seventeenth minute, uh Thomas Party ends up laying the ball to Glenn Jacka. Spurs are again slow to close down because they're sitting so deep in their own box. Jacka ends up having a pot shot, and I mean the ball just narrowly misses the post of Loris with the keeper clearly beaten. The warning bells were going off. I mean, you know, that the Arsenal had to, you know, Spurs were allowing Arsenal space and it was very dangerous. Yeah. Not that like Ben White was also, you know, doing a very good job on the right right back. Yeah. So Arsenal, you know, shoved the ball in twentieth minute, uh, you know, from the left flank across the midfield to the right flank. Saka collects the ball, starts drawing the defenders towards him. He ends up cutting inside, lays the ball off to Ben White. And I mean, Ben White ends up just rolling a sort of ball across the Tottenham box. Unbelievably, again, Tottenham all are sitting deep in their own box. I think there's about eight men in their own box. And Thomas Party comes out almost like from nowhere and eats a sort of bend the top corner postage stamp. Wonder Arsenal. No wonder the fans always shout shoot whenever Party gets the ball. <laughs> that was, I mean, if any of the fans. Uh, Oh, the listeners, I should say, watch the preseason of Arsenal. There's actually one of that when we played Chelsea in the States. He actually, I think, he ends up scoring a goal similar to that. Or I don't know if he got close to it. Uh, I just can't recall now the, the old detail of it. But he ends up eating a, a shot just like that from like, against Chelsea, and it bends the same way like that the way he beat uh, Loris. Now, yeah, I know. I like that huddle they did as well after the goal. It's almost like they regrouped with each other and said, like, you know, let's listen, let's keep concentration. Yeah. So, 26 minutes, Spurs are, like, still tra- struggling really to close Arsenal down. And I think they almost, like, I want to say they did the game get away from them, but through Antonio Conte going almost like, I don't know what commands he was shouting out to the guys, but they were almost, like, going more into the shell. Or maybe, I mean, it, it could also be with the... The players themselves of Tottenham are kind of not really expecting the sort of play that Arsenal are putting out on the pitch. The 28th minute, Arsenal had like a you know, sort of lapse in concentration. Perisic is allowed to be fed by Son, and I mean, he ends up fighting the ball and it just eats the side netting. But I mean, also a warning sign for Arsenal. But it didn't seem like they needed that warning sign because they still were sloppy and sixes and sevens in, in, de- in defence. Yeah, because I mean, that, there was one pass that almost like split the whole defense in the ninth minute. I mean, all they had to do was, I mean, this was somewhat infuriating because all they had to do was just one of them had to decide, okay, we're going to have to hoof the ball out over the halfway line or hoof it into, you know, row Z in the stadium. And they end up trying to juggle the ball in the box. Xhaka ends up kind of giving a reckless back pass to Gabriel, who's not really, it was like he's caught, you know, on the back foot. He tries to make a lunge for to get the ball and he ends up tripping. Richarlison penalty to Tottenham. Yeah, Stonewall penalty. Now, like, uh, I didn't have anything to say. I couldn't argue that it was a clear-cut penalty. And, you know, up steps Harry Kane. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, is this the time he misses a penalty in the North London derby? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's gut feeling from playing keeper back in the day. But when I saw, look, when he plays us, whenever he's always hitting at low left, low right, and he's always yes. you know keepers. And I just thought, look, we had the England international break uh, barely a week ago. Ramsdale has been training a lot with him. He's gonna do probably something that he don't normally do. And look, I'm just hopping now to a post-match interview with with uh, Ramsdale, and he actually said something down the same lines. We said well, they were training together with England, and he was 
picturing all time bottom left, bottom right. Of course, you have to now do the lottery, choose which side you're going to choose. And I went for Kane to go down, straight down the middle. And actually, it was like, not really Paninke, but just chipped the ball down the middle and won one. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, that might have given Spurs some life because to bring the game, themselves into the game, you know, almost from nothing, you would say. Yeah. That's they did against um, Chelsea almost. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, are we going to get sucker punched today? But I mean, you know, this, your words also not doing cold. We immediately from kickoff, Jesus against start slaloming through the Spurs box. He ends up managing, like, you know, manages to get denied by uh, a tire. I mean, of course, it's also a kind of positive thing to see Arsenal not letting, you know, a goal, conceding a goal, really getting the heads down. Because, look, even when Kane scored, I don't know if you heard the sort of roar of the crowd to get the team rallying again. And, I mean, within, I think, also, again, a few minutes. Uh, look, OK, there was a point, like, five minutes later, where in the 38th minute, Kane outjumped Gabriel. But, I mean, it was Gabriel backed so much into Harry Kane, we allowed almost like... Came to give a sort of back header, like a defensive back header to Ramsdale for easy save. Then 43rd minute, as we're closing in on halftime, Jesus is again being fed by uh, Odegaard. He ends up against Slaleming, taking three players out with his uh, dribble. And I mean, by the time he ends up shooting the ball off, Loris ends up parrying the ball, but, you know, manages to scramble the rebound to you know, get the ball to safety. But I mean, Arsenal showing that they still got some fight in them left. Yeah, I know it's a different side of Arsenal. I don't know if they what they've been doing has been improving the mentality, but you know, a level lot has improved if you if you just see how the reaction of how they came back from the goal. And you know, going into halftime, you felt you know there is something there for Arsenal. Yeah. Then second half, like 46th when we already start with, you know, a very aggressive approach, doing a real high press, really having a pop at, at Spurs quite early. And then I mean Look, you can see really some sort of positivity that's not only on the pitch, but also, you know, going through the crowds. And I mean, before the ninth minute, uh, Thomas Party plays Saka in. Saka ends up drawing again the fullback towards him, cuts inside. Has a, uh, you know, powerful shot at Loris. The keeper ends up fumbling the ball. Romero ends up hitting the ball as a rebound. Back to Loris, but I mean, it ends up going through his arms. And I mean, Jesus is right there to pick up the scraps and he puts the bits and pieces in to one Arsenal. Yeah, and I thought of what you said about Romero, you know, he has a mistake in him or, or, or things like that in the last week's podcast. So, you know, as you predicted, that happened. And like you said, Jesus, you know, with his trademark celebration, makes it 2-1 to Arsenal in his first North London I, derby. I wouldn't really say it was a, a Romero mistake. And I mean, I'm not going to take credit to whatever, but I mean, I could see, it's almost like, you know, when you make a debut as a goalie or something, or even like even amongst friends when you play, sometimes you almost like you you almost like overpumped at the moment and whatever. Because when you see from behind the goal, I mean, where have you ever seen Loris make a, that sort of blunder where he lets the ball go through his arms from the panic, like you know, when the, when the ball shoots back at it? Because look, normally as a as a keeper, look your action, your your reaction saves have to be on point. And I mean, for me, it's like he somehow delayed everything and. Yeah, uh, just to go through his arms a bit like the way Kuduchini did that time when, when we played uh, Chelsea at, at Chelsea. back in the day. Yeah, something like that, like a fumble like that. And I mean, <laughs> the last person who should do a fumble like that was in front of Jesus. And I mean, he, he's a poacher. I mean, it's probably one of the ugliest goals he's going to score, but he's going to score it. Yeah, I know. It was, 
it was a, it was a magnificent moment for, for the player as well. Yeah. You know, it was really good for our, our main striker now to, to get a goal in the derby. And I mean, it's so great to also have somebody that, yes, something fantastic to watch, a spectacular shot from out of the box or a fantastic chip or, you know, just a powerful header and that. But I mean, it's also days that, look, I remember how you and I used to almost like feel sorry for ourselves when you think, you know, if only somebody like Obama Young at the time scrambled the ball in with this thing, or no matter how many games it was, we he scuffed the ball almost like off on the line or whatever. But yeah, you got somebody, he's almost like putting his life and limb on the line to get this ball over to get the goal. Yeah, and we've been missing that someone with that hunger and desire. A lot of the South Americans have that a lot yeah. of the time. So, you know, do unto Arsenal, and you know, you, you could see that was Arsenal's game to win. Yeah, the end of the first minute, Arsenal. Uh, consider the corner. Spurs come with a, almost like a new type of approach yeah. with trying to almost like half bend the ball onto Ramsdale with I think Hoiberg normally takes like some of the corners. And I mean you could see that the Spurs all approach was that to try to unsettle Ramsdale. But I mean look he knew for himself he could not catch the ball because I think in that, that game with um Aston Villa at the time he ends up trying to almost like catch the ball instead of just shout you know almost like shoveling the ball away like volleyball or whatever just to get the ball out of danger. And this time he actually just scoops the ball away out of the danger zone, let the defence and, and fullbacks clear up the rest of the mess. But I mean, you can see Spurs were trying something, but I mean, kind of failed at it. Yeah, and, and what I like about what you see about the Ramsdale, you know, he learned from the Aston Villa mistake. It's like this Arsenal team at the moment are learning from mistakes. They're not kind of, I mean, obviously some things happen here and there, but they don't let the same mistake happen twice, you know. So, you know, they, they clearly are working on things and you can see it. Um, with with those small little things that's that's happening in the game. Well, I think actually want to just hop back to something that, that happened in the first half. I mean, I don't want to say, go into deep deep discussion, but I mean, what was your thoughts? That I think the first like the fifth minute when Arsenal had a throw in, and, and you see Thomas Partey going there to the to get the towel, and he's drying the ball off, and he does. I mean, I didn't even expect to have that sort of throw in him. No, I, I also just shows that the steam is. You know, you know, we kind of want to plan B, but this team is surely, surely showing like those little things that they that didn't show before. I mean, that that would be an ugly goal to score with a long throw. We you know Stoke City is, yeah. but it just shows that this team have a lot of tricks in their arsenal. No pun intended. Yeah, the end of the third minute, Saka ends up playing the ball to Ben White. Uh, Ben White ends up crossing the ball to Jesus. Fantastic pass, and I don't know if Jesus was caught by surprise, but he gets his. Timing of his jump totally wrong, and he ends up heading on like what would be an open goal. He ends up past the post. Yeah, I know that. I thought that would have, would have been in, you know, the former yeah. issues has been in that it was a bread and butter kind of finish. And, you know, I was disappointed he didn't put that away because I think I would have put the result beyond doubt. Yeah. Then, 62nd minute, uh, Martinelli, you know, running on to his own goal. It's almost like stomped on the ankle by Emerson Royal. I mean, look, I first thought it was clumsy and whatever, but I think, look, uh, Martinelli was also giving Royal a runaround for most of the game. And I mean, by the, when, the, when they went back on, on field after showing the replays, Anthony Taylor ends up just pulling out the red card and it's straight red for the Brazilian defender. Like you you said, you know, you did say also um, Emerson Royal could get, could get caught, I uh, could get caught that. And, um, yeah, they he made a silly error. I mean, needless thing to do a dangerous tackle could have broken his ankle. Yeah, I got really bad. But I mean, you know, we take the the red card. I mean, you know, rolls reversed now. 
just like it was at the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah, I mean, and look, I think that you cannot, like, I know uh, it was like post-match, Spurs fans were almost like going like, oh, yeah, the, the, it was a game change. I think be, even before that, we didn't even need a red card because you could see the ascendancy, which team was in the ascendancy and which team had really no clue what they were about because, yes, okay, now they were down to 10. Now Arsenal are really having a, you know, a pop at them. And I mean, what, 67 minute Thomas Party drags Arsenal out of the own half because, I mean, Spurs were kind of, you know, when, when, when a 10-man team will try to do the awful, like the odd attack, they end up losing the ball. Party pushes the uh, Arsenal squad forward Plays the ball, ball to Martinelli. He ends up getting the ball and starts driving at, at uh, Eric Dyer, who just follows him. And then all of a sudden, Romero ends up following Martinelli as well. And by the time Martinelli gives the ball off to Xhaka, he ends up getting to the box. And, I, and the whole box at that point is empty. <laughs> and Xhaka has the opportunity. And I mean, he just buries the ball past Loris 3 1 Arsenal. Good finish. Um, very at the time to line up the shot perfectly. And yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so what you said, you really did tee everything up perfectly and then just thought, okay, now I'm going to leave it. Yeah, brilliant goal. 3-1 Arsenal and, you know, the, the sense of the crowd into a frenzy because, I mean, <laughs> oh, we're beating the Tottenham side who, you know, they've been the darling of the media, darling to the media. Then since the third month, Arsenal started doing the whole, you know, mixing up of the squad. Tierney and Lokonga coming on, Zinchenko and Thomas Partey coming off. Then 80th minute, Vieira and Ketia came on, Odegaard and Jesus came off uh, just to give Arsenal an extra injection. And then 87th minute, Spurs, you know, like, were struggling now to get out of their half and Arsenal were just piling on the pressure because Arsenal were at, at one point playing almost like a sort of uh, defensive two because they were just throwing everybody forward, like really having a, a, a go at, at uh, Tottenham because even my son was saying, you know, I wish we could actually get the fourth or fifth against them to finally, yeah. you know, hammer the nail into them. Then also make another substitution. Tom Yasu came on, Ben White came off. Then 94th minute, uh, in the actual last minute of, of the match, Martinelli ends up getting a, a free kick. He ends up bending it, beating the wall, but the ball ends up landing on the roof of the net and the ref blows full-time. Arsenal 3, Spurs 1. I think a dream result. If, if, I'm sure you would have taken it hands uh, down. So, you know, happy with that three points and, you know, top of the table. They're so nice because normally Arsenal always messes up a person's weekend back in the day when you, or even last season when you have that first kickoff of the day and they decide, oh no, they're going to throw points away and then you don't want to watch any more football for the rest of the, the weekend. But, you know, now because of that, we're watching attentively and smiling for any result that goes our way. So, yeah, 3-0, three, three points, top of the league, and yeah, we have a you know, fully picture to focus on. I mean, you know, when I, when I think of this game now, I always uh, thought to myself, when, it, when it's off the international break, look, sometimes you have those sort of periods where you have a, a sort of Europa League thing, and then you have the a match after, and you, you don't look, the, you know, really strong. And then, like, this time around, we had international break, but they had quite a few internationals not, you know, on duty for, for their countries. So, I mean, you can actually see there's a sort of approach also by Arsenal. They looked more upbeat. They looked fresher. And I think, look, the likes of Odegaard and they did go on international duty. They almost like had that sort of fire in them still, like from that, uh, the fixtures that they played. And they almost like took that sort of mindset with, you know, with the current squad that, that stayed behind. 
and it's also helping the team go forward. And of course, I think the biggest like failure really for, for Spurs at the moment was you, you can't sit that deep. I mean, look, as much as they came off looking good in, in most of their matches of the se- so far in the season, they're always just scraping wins and, and looking, you know, if, if teams just sort of up the ante a little bit, you can't get through to Tottenham. Yeah, no, and, and and we showed that. I think they'll be very yeah. vulnerable against teams that will take a game to them. I mean, Man City will probably slow it to them. And United tried it against City and they got hammered. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, now we move our attention to the midweek game. Arsenal versus Bodo Glimt, the leaders at the moment, or the Norwegians. Um, Emirates already was upbeat, you know, going into this match. Or Arteta made about, what was it, eight chain, you know, it was, no, sorry, nine changes because only two survived of the Northern London derby. Saka and Martinelli. Martinelli, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the, going to the match, much talk pre-game was of the Bodo Glimt coach, Nutson, who ends up saying how easy it was to figure out Arsenal's style of play and he was now going to prove it. Oh, <laughs> my word. As the Emirates. So, yeah, I mean, the game ends up, you know, kicking off. Arsenal already, you know, trying to break them down. And I mean, look, give them also kind of credit because uh, Bodo Glimt, even though they got 4-3-3 formation, they were certainly not playing that because they were going almost like with two banks of four because in the beginning, you could see Ed and Ketia and them were having a tough time to kind of breach those lines. I don't know how you, your take was of seeing them in the first few minutes. Yeah, I know. It, it seemed like it could have been a frustrating game at the office and I was like, they were, I know that, that striker that you mentioned of them, um, the number seven, what's his name again? I'm just saying, that, 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 no, I know, I know, the striker. Yes, 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 because you made me worry about him also when you, when you brought him up because he had that bit of danger in him that, you know, that banks of four, if you don't break it down and that guy, you know, gets opportunity. No, you, yes. you could see the game plan whenever... That ball would come forward, they just like leather the ball upfield towards him. But I mean, I think where we were also clever, like watching the game was, you know, the likes of Holding and, and Gabriel, they weren't sitting on top of him. Yeah. So that every time that ball was coming off, they'll either just stand right, maybe on his heels. But if they, if they see it's like, uh, you know, where you would like maybe spin off them, they take like three or four steps back and then actually read that also and just play a softened either, either left or right to one of the fullbacks or. Between themselves, but also they were always in control of how things were being dealt with in in uh, you know deep in our heart. Yeah, no, and, and I, what I started liking is how, how Fabio Vieira was was pulling the strings for us. Yeah, that was fantastic to watch. Uh, then fifth minute, Eden Ketia tries on the air uh, shot, which I'm like, I think it just ended up fading wide of the post. I mean, I actually thought it was going to be a bit more bend on it, but I mean, by the time it started like you know curling in, it was already past the goal, the post. Then ninth minute, uh, Vieira has a pop-up goal. I mean, it ends up flicking off the defender's backside and onto the crossbar. I mean, they, I think I don't think the ref even saw that from Germany because he ended up giving it as a goal kick. But I mean, I don't think even some of the Arsenal players picked up on it. Yeah, also we, we would have been more vocal about things, but we don't let things slide these days. Then twentieth minute, chance for Arsenal. Shaka ends up putting Ketia through down the left side and his square ball to Marquinhos is paired away by Aiken and goal. You know, speaking about Marquinhos, I, I really like what he was doing on that wing. And I'm still starting to, you know, become a fan of his because he's working really hard. And he, when he gets the ball, he really gives the defenders things to think about. Yeah. 
But I mean, I, I don't know. I just felt there was certain aspects of his game that was somewhat subdued because I think if, if, like he was trying to take on people at times, but then he was like scuffing the ball because he's like you know having too many thoughts at the same time. Like you know where you kind of uh, like off stumbling over the ball because you want to either cross or you want to run. So all that stuff like races to his head, but. I get what you're saying. I mean, he is a talent, and I mean, he actually gives us. A, a, it's good to have an option like that now because a lot of the commentary team were also saying that they got a feeling. I mean, if he really starts, you know, getting his head focused in a game, he could be almost like putting a, a fire under the backside of someone like Saka. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he can give both of them a run for their money, and it's 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 going to be a good competition to you know for him to fight his way into the team. It'll be. Also, a good exercise to see what he does with a full complement of 11 that plays on the Premier League. If he gets a chance to actually, you know, play in the Premier League. So, I'm hoping he gets an opportunity at some point. Yeah. Then, 23rd minute, Martinelli drives the team forward. I think there's about three guys tracking uh, Martinelli. And I mean, I was getting to a point when he was suddenly approached the box. Like, you know, you need to, you know, you need to get the pass. You know, you can't try to dribble right through everybody because you can see... Uh, Bodo Glint were trying to now just you know was like close in on, on Martinelli but he manages to get a, a pass through to dissect the defence Tierney comes almost like out of nowhere like Roberto Carlos he ends up just le- leathering the ball the ball ends up with that you know that real uh, swerve coming back in at the keeper and it ends up hitting the outside of the post rebounds back but straight in Ketio ends up just sticking his foot out and rolling the rebound to the net 1-0 Arsenal Good goal, you know, good, good work. And, and you know, TNA was unlucky, but, you know, Ketia very quick, which I really liked him, that he was very yeah. sharp to his foot there. That was the two. Then, 26th minute, Marquinhos intercepts a poor pass out of defence by Loder, and Vieira races onto it. He ends up, you know, looking to lift a shot over the keeper, but the keep, you know, the keeper manages to uh, rush out of, uh, to the Portuguese uh, camp, and he ends up just parrying the shot right. Yeah, Fabio Vieira really has an instinct for goal. That's what I like about him. He's always here, there, and there about him. He's a very forward-thinking player. Then, 27th minute, uh, Vieira's initial corner is headed away. The ball ends up coming back towards him, and he swings another shot to, towards the penalty spot for of, of uh, Bodo. And Holding ends up beating his marker and glancing in the ball to beat the keeper. 2-0 Arsenal. No wonder Rob Holding, you know, normally is the one that gets out jumped. So I'm glad to see he was the one out jumping the position. But Vieira again, you know, showing that there's a lot to his game that he has. You know, he has that eye for goal and he has an eye for 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 putting in crosses. So I was pleased that he got an assist because he's doing something every time he's playing. And one thing I actually like something that uh, in like look we had Joe Cole in the studio for the uh, punditry. And what I actually like when he said uh, that Vieira put so much spin on the ball, like, you know, when it was starting to bend towards uh, the Podo box, it all, like, it just took uh, the, the glancing header from holding to, like, diverted and get that extra bit of generated speed on the ball. And, I mean, it, by the time holding places the ball, that keeper's got no chance. That was, you know, for me, uh, I know this early, but this game set didn't match for me. I was more of this Arsenal just now to take control of the game and and, and stamp the authority. Yeah. Then 37 minutes, Kieran Tierney rises onto a Granit Xhaka layoff and tries his luck again on the edge of the box. This time it's a woeful effort, but I mean, it skews well wide of the shot. Of the but at least he, he's showing that sharpness. I kind of like that in this game where 
it's he, getting slowly back to that that Kieran Tierney that we know and love. Then fortieth minute, Marquinhos cuts inside and shoots from the edge of the box, but it takes a wicked deflection off Berg and goes for a corner. So I mean, also still a threat for Arsenal. What I like is we never let complacency creep in. I mean, you know, we always lack concentration when it comes you know, to the end of the the first half, and especially having a leader, just like. They wanted to kind of get it seems like this team wants to get qualification done very early and wants to you know be able to to, to secure that, that that top spot and I, I just think there's a hunger and determination we're seeing in the side that we haven't seen before yeah then for the first one jacker ends up losing to berg in midfield and i mean as he falls to the ground he ends up i don't know if he tried to Con the ref by trying to make as if he's heading the ball, but he ended up just scooping the ball. And I mean, the ref is right there and, and book Shaka for what I find again a very cheap yellow card to get. You know, they, they make mention was it in the Premier League, I think, was when when Jaka also picked up a cheap yellow card, was it against Brentford, where they said, like, you know, it's a necessary one. I mean, you can get another yellow and you get a red card and you would have missed, you know, maybe that Spurs game. So Jaka needs to kind of cut that out in his game. Yeah, because look, I, I just think, look, we, we play such a compressed game at times, you know, from the transition also. I think there's always somebody uh, lingering around that can help him out. So you don't have to do, you know, something as silly as that to... Because look, I don't want to get down his case or whatever, but I'm just saying yeah. like, something about you now mentioned. You, you can, uh, look, all these cards do clock up, even in Europe also it clocks up. So I mean, you don't want to now get, oh yeah, you go. So when it comes to a sort of game when you want to end top in the group, and it isn't like the vital game that you're going to end up missing because you're not, you know, clocking up too many yellow cards. That being said, we go, yes, a 2-0 into the half-time break. What was your thoughts, like, you know, like plans for the second half then? So, my plan was basically, I was hoping we get one more goal, kind of take Xhaka and Martinelli off because those are the guys that, you know, need to be taped up for for um, the Liverpool game and possibly um, Gabriel as well, you know, just to... Just to get some rest in the in the legs, just finish the game off so that it's beyond doubt because two nils a very dangerous scoreline. The second half, <clears throat> Arsenal doing quite a lot of high pressing. So now I don't know if you were picking up on it, but now <laughs> Bodo Glimp were trying to play a short pass out of the box and get you know start the move from there. But also playing such a like high line like with the attackers. Every time Bodo Glint were getting the ball just outside of the box, they had to do again a whole, almost like a horseshoe turn through the box again and looking for outlet on the other flank again. And also just kept on almost like with this sort of cat and mouse play. But you could see it was getting almost like frustrating where uh, at the end, they, uh, Bodo Glint had to actually now revert to using Route 1 football. Yeah, and, uh, and, and you can see it's not really in their game because they're a very attacking side. And I mean, for Arsenal to completely, you know, nullify the game at I said a lot about this Arsenal side that we kind of enforced how we imposed how we're going to play and dictated what they're going to do. And it was like, like you said, um, with Rob Holding and, and, and Gabriel, they were kind of, you know, preparing that so that they were just, like you said, knock the ball down to each other all the time. Then for the seven minute Arsenal did not have again, there was like a sort of panic moment where Mavuka and Wittlesen were both having pot shots at the Arsenal goal in the box. But, I mean, both were denied by Arsenal blocks. And, I mean, in the latter occasion, Pellegrino ends up latching onto the ball to fire a shot to the crowd. But, I mean, Matt Turner ends up looping the ball up into the air. I mean, it was a good save from giving props. But, but And then Rob Holding ends up just clearing up the mess in the defence. Yeah, no, Holding actually, you know, 
I was a bit disappointed how we ended off last season, but you know, he looks very assured in this team at the moment. I don't know if it's about how the way the team is set up, but for me, you know, at the moment, he's, he's serving a good purpose as yeah, his yeah. role. Then, 58th minute, Arsenal make a triple substitution. Uh, the likes of Xhaka, Marquinhos, and Gabriel come off, and on comes Odegaard, Saka, and Jesus. Yeah, I don't know why they had to put Jesus on. I mean, maybe let him get here. I mean, I don't know why they put the issues on because I would have rather just let him rest completely because you can get, you know, needless foul and, you know, you don't want to get injured for, for something game that, you know, <laughs> would I would say 2-0 at the moment was already in the bag because yeah. there was no real um, danger, really. Yeah. In the 70th minute, Kieran Tierney came off and Ben White came on and then also started doing a whole rearrangement of the defence because I think Tom Yasu then went over as left-back. And um, how do they work again? Then Ben White said it's the right back, right? And then yes, yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah. So, somebody went to wasn't it Ben White? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because I mean, Tommy Asu does know, you know, his way around. Because I mean, you can actually see when he when he plays as a left back or left sided centre back, he always showed the ease of that left foot. So I think he's so highly thought of, you know, at the club and for his country. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and 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 I think. Um, Tommy, I saw that, that, that versatility counts in his favour because, you know, you have almost like a third left-back now in the squad should something yeah. happen to Tierney and Zinchenko. Then, 79th minute, Odegaard plays a fantastic through the wall to Nketiah, who beats the offside trap. And I was now, you know, as he's racing towards goal, I'm thinking, just a composed finish. And I don't know if he tried to, you know, blast the ball into the net, but he ends up placing the ball high into the sand. Do you know, I mean, I don't know how you see them. I know Odegaard's a lovely player. He's excellent. I mean, he's, he drives the team forward. But that that Vieira just has that bit more composure. I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm not saying he must start. I mean, if you can get the both of them in the team, great. But as that Vieira has that little, I don't know what, that, that, that finesse about him. Like, he, he makes space for his shots. He's always, you know, he doesn't panic. He seems always very composed um, when, when he's in like these situations. I mean, I think what is actually scary when you watch a, a, like when Vieira plays, when you tell him, almost like, you know, if you should tell him, look, drop a, a ball under 50 pins, he'd probably be able to do it. Because, I mean, he's, as you said now, he's got that sort of finesse style in his past where he's, I mean, I'd be actually almost like worried as a keeper when there's, like someone like that has to fling, sling a ball into the box. Because more often than not, he looks like that, that type of uh, players that, you know, if you got a, somebody that's good in the, in the air, it's going to be perfect timing for him to, to you know, play somebody in because he puts just on like the around, uh, like a bit of arc on the ball. He puts it the right speed on the ball. And I mean, even like when you watch that, that uh, goal in the FC Zurich game, we set up for the, for the Marquinhos goal. We set, uh, set um, uh, Nketia free. I mean, he had ballers on like arcing around like three or four players that take them all out of the equation. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the way we be doing things at the moment, it's and that versatility and the flexibility and the, the the how can I say the um so what's the word I'm getting to with well, the difference of Odegaard and, and Vieira, it's a it's an ace up our sleeve, I think. Yeah, 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 that's true. Especially if you think the sort of campaign that we you know have to tackle like on like four trophies on four fronts. Um, at the second minute, uh, Reese Nelson. The prodigal son returns to Arsenal. Yo. He ends up coming on for Eden Ketia. Um, 
I mean, he actually looked quite sharp. I mean, I think, look, a lot of people, I mean, he wasn't like the forgotten man, really. And I think he was on the verge of being sold also before the window closed. And then he, I think he picked up quite a bad injury, which, you know, was like put all that uh, ideas to bed of uh, having him sold. So he is now, you know, part of the team. And I mean, he looked quite exciting. Like, I think even the crowd sensed it the way when he got the ball. You know, he just wanted to get his head down and drive at the opposition. Fantastic to watch. And then, uh, 84th minute, uh, Gabriel Jesus on the touchline ends up beating Samstead before jinking inside the defender and then sort of like slaloming through the box. He ends up cutting the ball to Vieira and I mean Vieira ends up just blasting the ball into the roof of the net. 3 no Arsenal and a fantastic goal in a team goal. It was an emphatic finish to be honest. Like it, it, there was no doubt. It's the way he hit it. It's like everything he does is like with precision and power. So, yeah, I'm really starting to become a big fan of him. You know, and what, what, uh, something also like, I mean, look, we now ended the game also with um, Odegaard and Vieira playing because, uh, look, they sacrifice almost like a holding mid so that just Lokonga stays back. So, we got somebody that's more like a younger guy to replace Xhaka there. And now you got like Odegaard and uh, Vieira playing. And I mean, it's not like watching like a, what, what's the word? I don't know, so the line out to say. But it's like watching a sort of masterclass in passing because you've got Odegaard, you know, spraying and, and playing through the lines. Then you've got someone like Vieira who's only like doing this little, you know, when you watch these golfers that they have this little chip, uh, pa, you know, the chip shots. But he does it like with his foot. He almost like off stomps on the ball to make it like do some whatever effect to get the ball like, through the lines or whatever. I mean, it's fantastic to watch it, that, that sort of... Intricate plays, and I think the last we saw something like that was like Santi Cazola, somebody that did yeah. maneuver a ball. Like that. Yeah, I think he said that fillet with him at the single, so fantastic to watch this. So, I mean, yeah, we go, uh, we go through now. Like, I mean, of course, now two wins out of two for Arsenal, they're not top the league with a game in end. Uh, we're gonna move our attention to the game against Liverpool on Sunday. What's your thoughts on the game with the ball? Yeah. Ah, but but nervous, but I think this is probably the match where Arsenal can get the redemption on Liverpool for all the years of you know, they're pushing us aside. I think this is an opportunity if Arsenal can can show up and play like they've been playing, they can really get at Liverpool and especially that side of Trent. Martinelli, you know, already he's been having Trent's number, and yeah. then you know, he, hopefully he can, he can, he can keep on it. And I mean, also going to the match, you know, like flying in form really. While Liverpool have almost like been stuttering along the way because I mean they've got like two wins, four draws, one loss, and uh, yeah, they played one game less than Arsenal. And I mean, for me, like going to the match, key injuries for Arsenal still Smith Rowe and Elneny, and then for Liverpool is Chamberlain, Robertson, uh, Curtis Jones, and Naby Keita. I was hoping is Thiago fit or is, I was hoping he would have been injured. He's been fit, but I mean, as I said, I, I think they've been. Somebody actually mentioned it. I think it's one of the Liverpool pundits on TV. They actually said, "Look, if you go back before the international break and you look at the Liverpool squad, there was still quite a list of them injured." And then after the international break, it was like everybody was like, "Oh, more than half of that, that whole list that they had were like in air quotes fit." And uh, the, the pundit was actually saying, it looks like they've been, like the majority of them have been rushed back because some of them don't look near the sort of form that, you know, you should be having. Because, look, the other point I was going to make was, 
uh, I suppose when you compare squads of last season to this season, you can see Liverpool really do miss uh, Sadio Mane because as long as they press, the pressing game has changed drastically because uh, Nunes is not, you know, really doing anything. He's not like just standing, sometimes just randomly free on the pitch. Yeah. And you've got look as, as fantastic of a player as Luis Diaz is. He's also not going to do this sort of pressing that that because I mean Mane is like sometimes right on top of the goalkeeper when he's charging people down, and and Salah is like somebody that that's you know at times in his own world. Of course, he's deadly if you play in it, he's deadly. But I mean, if you're going to ask him to you know roll up his sleeves and try to scrap for balls, he's not going to really, really do that. Like he don't have his part in crime in Mane, and I think that is where Liverpool have been for the majority been lacking. Yeah, and hopefully we can take advantage of that. You know, if Liverpool allows us to play our passing game and not squeeze us, you know, yeah. they could be in big trouble. No, even even if they do try squeezing, I just think Arsenal are doing a more. You know, when you watch them, only they sometimes look for a sort of scrap for for teams to try to close them down, just so that they can pass the ball around them. And I, I just think, I mean, look, of course we know. Mr. Jota is always going to be, you know, thrown in our, in our side, the way he's always been performing when he does play. But, I mean, look, <clears throat> Liverpool going into the game also very confident, really, because haven't lost to Arsenal in the last five meetings, four wins, one draw. And, I mean, Liverpool haven't won. The other stat also that's, again, the flip side of it is, like, Liverpool haven't won away in the last five matches. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we know that team that kicks Liverpool into form and, and suddenly, you know, they were yeah. in games in the trot. So, I mean, look, Firmino and Jesus, they're the top scorers for each of the teams now, five apiece. Uh, top assists for both teams is Salah for Liverpool with three and Saka for us with four. So, and I mean, so far in the league, Arsenal have, you know, nine, nine uh, different scorers. What's your thoughts on it? I, I think it just shows that we're not um, relying too much on one, one player. But also, you know, the fact that Asus is, is our top scorer at the moment is also a good thing because you want that primary goal scorer. You know, that guy that's going to get you the goal in a 1-0 win. But yeah. you also need that goal scorers around you when that guy is not firing to get you the goal. So I'm very pleased with that. Something, you know, we've always been speaking about wanting goals to be spread out and having a number one goal scorer in the same breath. So now we switch our attention now to the Bodo Glimt game on Thursday. As we're not sort of closing in on the end of the podcast. Um, look, it's going to be, look, we're going to play a team. It's almost like Ostersund that we played in the Europa League. Where we're also going to have this squad, our squad, going to have to tra- travel up north to play close to the Arctic Circle there to play that no, uh, uh, about Oakland. Because, I mean, they are quite far north. I think yes, the stadium is going to be also very small compared to what Arsenal usually play in. Because, I mean, I think the maximum. I'm not sure it was like, I think it was five or 10,000 stadium capacity. And I mean, they play on an artificial pitch as well. So, I mean, oh. a new way of training for Arsenal from, like, you know, after the Liverpool game. Good challenge, I think. But I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how we how we come up with that. I think, um, good test of us. I think we can basically more or less secure our place in the next round should we get the result there. Yeah, because I mean, I'm fully also backing the way. You know what you were mentioning the other day already about you know getting that 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 you know top spot, and then of course getting like a buy into the last sixteen. Yeah, no, I'm hoping to 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 get that sorted. But most importantly, you know, I want that win against Liverpool. 
Yeah, me too. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Take care. Enjoy the matches. Bye.